What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Doing really well, man. First off, a new look for the podcast. Hope every like everybody likes the new background, new look, new feel, new vibes. Also, this Saturday, April 10th, is going down. Domo Gary versus uh versus Nola Pels Reddit, aka Luis, live twitch.tv slash bros who think Saturday, April 10th at 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, aka West Coast Time. I'm gonna put a picture of the flyer for the fight card here. Boom is going down. Schubert, I'm so excited for this match. But other than that, I'm doing well. We got a lot of news, a lot of things that I'm excited to talk about. Plus, new Falcon Winter Soldier, new Invincible. And we're finally finishing our top 25 actors of all time list with one with five through one. And then we got some honorable mentions for the people. Yeah, there's definitely some interesting stories today. It wasn't our biggest news week, but we a lot got of good a trailers, lot of trailers. Yeah. yeah, a lot of trailers, you know, some stuff that we got to talk about, mm-hmm. finish up this actor's list. I think I think this might be, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the top five, but I also think it's going to be uninteresting because I feel like four of the five are the same for us. So. I feel like the honorable mentions are interesting. Yeah, honestly, I, I didn't even remember to do that, but I can think of I got, so I got my list, so we so, can bounce yeah. off me. Um, thinking about stuff that's been going on with TV at the moment. You know, we're 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 in April. We're gonna mm-hmm. have Mortal Kombat soon. Soon, um, our you know. <laughs> We've heard a few rumors about what's coming on this summer and like what what they're gonna do with uh, actually movie theaters. I mm-hmm. actually I finally got my first vaccination, so I'm nice, just nice. a little step closer to getting uh, to the point where you going to movies again. I'm gonna go to movies again. Yeah, yep. so that's gonna be pretty great. Uh, and movie on the rise this week. We have one movie that we've talked about and reviewed that's gonna hit HBO Max that I think people should check out um, mm. if they haven't. And um, yeah, that, let's uh, let's let's get into this soon because I definitely want to um, to talk about this week's Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, I do too. So whenever you're ready, brother, I'm ready. We can get started. All right, let's get going. So first off with Star Wars, you know, Lyndon actually brought this to my attention. I didn't even see this this week, but the Ahsoka Tano show is on the hunt for a Grand Admiral, Grand Admiral Thrawn mm-hmm. and uh, Hope. Uh, well, my, my bad. I'm reading the info. So Ahsoka yeah, is, give on, him the log is on, line. Yeah, Ahsoka is on the hunt for Grand Admiral Thrawn and the hope that it will help locate her missing friend, Ezra Bridger, the young Jedi that disappeared with Thrawn many years ago. Uh, it's going to be a one-hour series. The Let's cast go. is Rosaria Dawson, uh, we know as Ahsoka. Assume we'll get an Ezra, which we think is going to be Muna Masad. Yep. Of. I think this is interesting like, that the showrunner seem- is Filoni and he's writing. It's not Favreau. Favreau's just producing. Yeah, and this is Filoni's character, so I assume yep. that he'd take full control. Um, you know. It's a spinoff of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. so I, we could see some more Mandalorian characters up here in that. Could maybe even 
they're looking at for this Boca character. I don't think that's going to be her name. I think that's Sabine. Sabine. Let me read it to you. 20 to 35 year olds. They're looking for a, a Middle Eastern, African, Pacific Islander, African-American mis mixed ethnicity. Uh, oh, male. Oh, my bad. I thought that, I thought it said female at first because I was going to say pr prefer tomboyish looking born leader. Boke is very strong minded, independent, strong supporting. That's interesting. I wonder if that is Ezra. Because that would make sense if that if that's who they're describing. And then the more a person, 40 to 60 years old, male, very strong preference for accents. He's very volatile, unreliable, and can be very complex and shady, strong supporting. I feel like that's Thrawn. Yeah, Morai is, is, is a Star Wars character. Oh, it is? Okay. It's an owl. Mm. So I assume yeah, that I this feel could like be that's, a, that's a code Thrawn. word for what they're going to say is Thrawn. Yep. Um, I'm surprised at the open casting. I assume this would be something that they'd be like, it would be one of the higher build because we assume that he's going to be somebody he's going to carry over to the other series. Well, you got to think because Benedict Cumberbatch turned him down publicly. That was like their number one go-to. Now I it's doubt just, that he was. You don't think so? Mm. Mm, okay, 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 okay. I mean, you know, Rosario Dawson is a pretty big name. Pedro Pascal is a pretty big name, but it's not Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, Benedict I mean, Cumberbatch is like... You know, I think that they're trying to find, you know, even with Pedro Pascal, he's covered in a mask the whole time. I feel like they're trying to find people who are going to be like, oh, they're in the world. They're not this person. Because I feel like that's like Look, an issue they faced with some of the other. Ever movies. since Oscar Isaac got cast as Moon Knight for a TV show, I'm thinking all these actors are up for, could be up for these TV shows. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oscar Isaac was a big is a big name, but I don't know if well, yeah, he was probably pretty much the big name when he got Yeah, that's work. what I'm saying. That's why but I like, think Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch could have been possible, but he's like he don't want to be doing that for three the TV four show. years. And but his thing wasn't even the TV show part. His thing was it's like strange. He's already tied down to strange for multiple years. He doesn't want to be tied down to Thrawn because that's a three, four year investment. They've already said because they're tying it into the other shit. So it's going to be interesting to see who they choose. Hopefully they choose. They said they want an accent. So that means we're looking for someone British for this or, or Australian. So we're getting something. So I'm interested to see who they choose. Maybe Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt's been looking for some roles. Maybe he could do this one. Yeah, it seems under the age range, but he definitely would be interesting. He would be better as like if they did a young Thrawn, like if they mm. did Rebels. What about Killian Murphy? How do you feel about him? I feel like he's also too young. You know, this Thrawn. Killian Murphy, he's kind of old from Peaky Blinders. Well, you got to remember that Thrawn and before Luke Skywalker was like oh. in his 30s, like he was a grown ass man. He was the Grand Admiral of the Empire. Like this has got to be an old guy. Like mm. this is years have passed. Mm, okay, like, this okay. got to be the older They said 40 Thrawn. through 60. Killian's on the 40 side with 44. I'm trying to think of British actors who are like, under 60, under 50. Let's see. Let's see. Who like, I would think that, you know, they would be leaning towards like a Game of Thrones actor. Uh, maybe like the dude who played. Oh, I don't remember. You talking about Jorah? Maybe Jorah Mormont. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like he could do it. I feel like Jorah's like, and eh. you know who would be cool if they could get? Freaking uh, what's his name? Um, I'm looking out. Oh, hold on. Um, hold on, hold on. Colin Firth. If they could get Colin Firth, that'd be pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, it'd be wild. But Is he's that already shooting for the stars. Yeah, I mean, he's already signed on to another HBO show. 
Mm, okay. Uh, but the staircase we talked about last week. Okay. What about Sean Bean? Sean Bean is possible. I just don't know if he has the, the Thrawn build. Okay. But, Final yeah. guess, Ralph Fiennes. I feel like that would work too. Mm, but, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, I, they say the thing about accents, but like even Thrawn doesn't necessarily have to have a, it's a British ish accent. I mean, it, it's, mm. it's hard. He's, way. I mean, he's, he's a, it's definitely, he's definitely gonna be the higher build actor. Like, I feel like what, if Boca is supposed to be Ezra, then I'm pretty sure Mina Masad is just gonna get that role on. Yeah. No, it's been sure. teasing enough. I think, I think that's for sure happening. And you go uh, young, you don't have to pay much for Mina Masad. That way you save, you save your big budget for whoever's going to be thrown in that face paint. So for sure, you know, I'm excited for this series. It's going to be dope. And plus an hour long, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, yep. But let's, let's get jump these, into yeah, the trailers. trailers. Yeah. So starting off with, since we always are talking trailers, the bros who think network dropped the trailer for the never less than ill podcast coming out featuring Justin Ivy. You can check that trailer out now on YouTube. I just wanted to talk about it because we always talk about trailers and a trailer was dropped that I edited. Got to give myself some props for that. But uh, shout out to Justin Ivy. He's the host of it, where it's going to be basically a deep dive into hip hop history and talking about not necessarily. Everybody talks about Jay-Z. Everybody talks about Wayne. But do you know about Lil Brother? Do you know about Fonte? Do you know about Scarface? Do you know about some of these unknown legends in hip hop? Not unknown, but just underappreciated legends in hip hop. We're going to talk about the underappreciated young guys, all kind of stuff, big interviews. And episode one dropping April 13th. That's a Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that. But the first movie or TV trailer I want to go with, the one that impressed me the most the Without Remorse final trailer, Michael B. Jordan, Schubert, April 30th, is going down. That shit looks great. Yeah, I saw when I was on Amazon the other day, it like they had an icon for it. I'm like, oh shit, is this out already? I know. And, but Tricky. yeah, this trailer was definitely a, an interesting look into the film because we didn't realize like how jacked Michael B. Jordan is for, for this role. I mean, he's like an absolute he's, unit. He just is like, literally like a, a, a murderer. Like he's an assassin. Like he's ready to go. It's pretty much, you know, Punisher in a, in a way. Essentially. Um, but it looks really, really cool, man. Um, I'm ready for the crossover now. Him and John Krasinski crossing over. Jack Ryan, John Kelly. Let's get John Krasinski better work out because he's gonna get his ass beat by Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> that's for sure. Like, there's no way that you can <laughs> pitch me that um, John Krasinski's gonna beat Michael B. Jordan after what Michael B. Jordan has put together. I mean, I, you know, maybe he's built booking up back to back so he can do Creed three. Mm, that's that's true too. But still, he's he's more jacked for this than I thought he was for Creed. So it's yeah, like that's what I'm saying. This dude is looking like a baller. But April 30th is going down. The next trailer that really really impressed me is the Long Halloween trailer for the Batman animated movie. It's part one. This is my favorite comic of Batman of all time. And just looking at this trailer, you can see the influences from the comic that Matt Reeves is using for his Batman. Falcone, Selena Kyle. I understand Joker's in this trailer, but like Joker is probably switched with penguins in Matt Reeves' movie because it makes sense either way. The story's not about Joker. The story's about figuring out who this holiday killer is that's going around killing on holidays. What'd you think of the trailer, Schubert? Uh, definitely looks really interesting. The Batman animated 
movies have just been better and better as the years go on with the animation styles. And this art this style is, not, is one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, this is not a story that we haven't seen before um, told in this medium, but this is definitely updated, revamped. Um, the one thing I remember with the casting is this is the last time, Naya, this is probably the last project Naya Rivera ever worked on. Yeah, it is. Catwoman, I think. But I love it because they're doing like Dark Knight Returns because we've never had long Halloween as a story in, in movie or TV form. And they're doing it like Dark Knight Returns, which is this long epic where Dark Knight Returns was part one, part two. We're going to get long Halloween part one, part two, maybe even part three with the sequel, which I think makes sense because this story is a sprawling story. It's a mystery. I'm super excited for this. Super, super excited for this. You know, is this kind of a lead up to what could possibly be told in the Batman WB series. I definitely think this is what, what Matt Reeves' Batman's like. Like, just think about it. Falcone's in it, main character. Falcone's daughter's in it, which are main characters in this. You see Selena Kyle in it. Like, it's a mystery going on that he's trying to solve. You know, speaking on the Batman real quick, I did read a little, an article where they went into some specifics about like what each character is going to be up to. And apparently the main villain is the Riddler. Yeah, he's the and, he's the guy that's like doing the murders, quote unquote. Yeah, because he like kills the mayor or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm loving that. Like solve solve the mystery, Batman, and I'm ready for it. But shout out to the long Halloween. That looks great. The next trailer that really impressed me. Oh, excuse me. Got the hiccups. Next trailer that really, really impressed me. Jupiter's Legacy. Netflix's attempt on really doing superhero stuff in the start of the Mark Millar verse, uh, making Mark Millar comic shows, I'm ready for Prodigy, which is going to be made. And I also want him to do Magic Order, so I need this to be successful. This looked very similar to how the boys are doing it. Not as dark and gritty, a little bit more lighter tone, a a little more maybe akin to Umbrella Academy, maybe a little more campy. What'd you think? Yes. I thought it looked good, though. is, is a good comparison because it is a Netflix show. Um, but you can tell that it's trying to have that little bit of boys edge to it. Um, you know, I feel like the cast is pretty, pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. Josh, like Josh Dumel. Or yeah. Yeah. Do Dumel. That's why I always get that name wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, Josh Dumel. Love him. Lo- I lo- yeah. I'm, I'm loving a lot of them. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Like, I don't know how it's going to be yet, but I think the trailer did a good job of engaging us enough to want to check it out. Um, the trailer impressed me enough more so than the poster. Yeah, because like right now I'm really curious about what happened on that island or whatever, how they got their powers. Mm-hmm. And then like the kids or whatever, you can tell that they're kind of like in this go-between of like, we grew up the kids of superheroes, the only superheroes in the world. What does that mean about our expectations, which is something that we're seeing in Invincible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of playing on a lot of things that we're watching at the moment. And uh, we'll see how it how it does in their own uh, in, in, their own this, space. in the series, yeah, yeah, in space. But I'm uh, excited yeah. for it though. The next trailer we got gotta go to Yasuke. I mean, not mm. Yasuke. I keep I, I'm doing it wrong. Sasuke Yasuke Yasuke, the new anime American anime. Well, it's in it's. I'm not gonna say American anime, but it's led by American creator Lashawn Thomas. It's animated by Mappa Studios, and if you don't know who Mappa is. Well, at the Anime Talk Awards, they got Studio of the Year last year. They they made the new Attack on Titan season. They made Jujutsu Kaisen. They made Doro Hidoro. They made 
uh, God of High School. Mappa's on an incredible run of making stuff, and they're coming with Yasuke. They're the best anime studio right now. Lakeith Stanfield's voicing him, and you have music by Flying Lotus. This looks incredible. The only thing that worries me is it's six episodes. I hope it's an hour long for each episode. Hopefully, it's not 30 minutes, but Yasuke looks great. Schubert, what do you think of this anime? Um, I have to think out of all the stuff that we have to talk about with the trailers, I think this is the one that I'm most excited for. You know, I've really mm. been in the, the anime bag and like this seems something that'd be right up my alley. The, the really interesting thing about animes that are coming out more recently is that the animation is just so much more realistic. So like you're getting this super realistic animated show based upon a black samurai. I feel like it's just hitting on all cylinders. Like everything mm-hmm. about that trailer beat for beat. I'm like, well, that seems like it's going to be really cool. That seems like it's going to be really cool. You know, the Keith Stanfield voice in this character seems really cool. Um, it just seems like it's going to be something that it's I'm really going to take for. Netflix by storm. So um, Netflix I'm, needs this man. I'm interested to see how the six episodes ends, like how it's going to be, whether it's a, a one arc deal. If mm-hmm. there's room for him to come back, I don't know how they're going to go about that yet, but you know, this seems like it could be a really big home run. And depending you know, Netflix, on the success of this, that, that that might push forward the live action because they took a break because of Chadwick dying. They have to recast who it would be. This could be big for someone like a Daniel Kaluuya, like a John David Washington, like a Mahershala Ali, maybe even a Sterling K Brown, depending on how successful. What if, this what if is. Lakeith Sanfield did it? I don't know if I could see him as the samurai, but maybe, maybe he doesn't seem like that action guy, but he might, he might, he maybe can do it if he falls in love with it due to voicing. That's what I'm thinking. You know, he's voicing the character, it, you know, a couple months or not a couple months, probably take a few more months. He needs, but he in needs the gym, some time get, to get, get cut up. Yeah. It could be, it could be pretty interesting. You know, it could be possible. I'm not, I'm not hating on Lakeith, but there's people I got before him, but if he wants it, do it. But I'm excited for this. This looks great. The next trailer we got is uh, let's go to Loki. You're the time, you're the time travel fan. How do you feel about this? Oh, this seems like it's gonna be really cool, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I love him with all fu- the more, the more and more we get into like these Disney plus shows, the more and more it's like, well, why did we, why did we get so hyped for WandaVision? Because like, this one looks like it's gonna be way better than than WandaVision for sure. It's WandaVision like, is looking like the trash one of the bunch. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of questions coming out of the trailers. Like, is that Natasha? Is that female Loki? Um, you know, what's up with w- Owen Wilson? <laughs> well, Owen Wilson is like the, the timekeeper or whatever. Yeah, but like, does will this lead into possibilities of Kang the Conqueror? You know, what kind of tie-ins will we see from this? What what does this series, what is this series going to do that is going to manipulate the MCU? Because that's mm-hmm. what we've seen from WandaVision and, and what we assume we're going to see from Falcon once Winter Falcon Winter Soldier is over is like how this fits into how the MCU is moving forward. And how do and, all these timelines affect the multiverse as a whole? Exactly. With and Doctor you know, Strange doing his stuff. And, and they and said Spider-Man Loki would be eventually in, doing his thing. Yeah, and they said Loki would be in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Apparently, we're going to get the three sorcerers of the MCU doing stuff with Loki, uh, Doctor Strange, and Wanda. So this could lead into that. Interested to see how that goes. But like you said, this trailer looks just confirms to me WandaVision, not that great. But this trailer also confirms to me 
all these actors that we haven't gotten a lot of shine. I'm liking their work. I'm loving Falcon Winter Soldier. And this looks like I'm going to love the Tom Hiddleston hour, maybe more than the stuff Chris Hemsworth has given us a store. Maybe so. I mean, a lot of people would argue that he was the be- one of the better parts of those movies. He was. Um, so, you know, Tom Hiddleston moving into this, getting that lead man role um, is going to be a, a big deal for him. This may get him James Bond. He's definitely deserved. Whatever. It may. <laughs> I know you don't that, care about the new James Bond, but it may. Well, yeah, because that's like the take that I've been like afraid to put on Twitter or whatever. You got that thing that's been floating around with the franchises thing. I'm like, I could do without James Bond. I'm about, <laughs> done. I'm about done with it. You've been saying that for months now on this show. So they, the people know. But the next trailer we got, let's go to LeBron James's Space Jam 2. I shitted on it before. I don't know if I'm shitting on it now. I kind of like that it's Ready Player One with space jam i really like that i didn't think it was bad like i didn't think the trailer was bad at all it's definitely corny they have some quirky moments and lebron's acting will be in the question because that scene That's where he's true. talking to his son where he's like uh you seem talented in basketball like i could get you to where you gotta go like you don't sound like a dad you sound like an agent or someone who can't act yeah but people would say yeah. michael jordan couldn't act in the first space jam either but i thought michael jordan wasn't bad the line that he delivered that definitely made me laugh out loud was like, Will Smith, don't have to deal with this. That was a great line. I I love how LeBron is playing into his, his tropes of, Oh, he's always trying to make a super team. thus trying to get Superman, iron giant Gandalf on his team to battle these people. I thought that was hilarious. I love how the Looney Tunes are looked at as like lesser than like they've, they've haven't fallen from grace with all these new Warner brothers properties. And I'm interested to see like how, mm -hmm. how the game is with all these other, like there's game of Thrones world, like all this other shit. I think a lot of them are more going to, more so going to be like cameos, cameo background audience kind of stuff. I think they're really going to stay true to like the tune squad versus like these new monsters, but who's going to be the bill Murray, like the bill Murray cameo, you know, we're going to get one. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really good question. I don't know if that'll happen. Mm, I, I think that's going to be very, tr- very specific to the original Space Jam. I, I doubt that we're going to get mm. that because we're, there's no Stan character either. The So I, I think, yeah, Newman. So I don't know, man. I thought that this, this was pretty cool. I like that they did the, the Lola Bunny alley-oop deal with the Dwayne Wade. And people were talking about her, her being sexualized. Look, she that's a thick bunny. That's all I'm going to say on that front. That's a thick bunny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> you don't have to get all that. I know I put you on the spot. Also, don't uh, the, the goon squad, some of them look trash. Anthony Davis doesn't look good. Diana Taurasi doesn't, doesn't look good. And I don't like Clay Ro- looks cool. Clay looks cool, but Robot Man Dame, I don't know if I'm, by, if I'm liking it the more and more I see it. Yeah, that's the kind of that's one thing that kind of pulls me out too is like the way that those characters were on the court and like LeBron on the court, it all kind of looked kind of weird. Cause like that was one thing I like mm-hmm. that the old Space Jam is like that was like a basketball court. This is like, you know, a digital basketball court. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely going to be some things that it's going to be hard to get used to, but the core of the movie, I don't think it's going to be terrible. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be bad either. Not at all. And the next trailer we got is Those Who Wish Me Dead. This is Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt, um, um, my guy John Bernthal. Mm -hmm. There's someone else in it that's pretty big. Um, That's with me. Yeah, the other guy that's with me. Oh, the the Game of Thrones guy. Littlefinger. Yeah, Littlefinger. Yep. 
How did you feel about this? Where where they're trying to kill these assassins are trying to kill this kid, and she's a firefighter who has to protect. It seems like it's too much going on. If yeah, I'm being it does. Real. It's like, too many plot is lines. This a, is this a firefighter movie? Is this an assassins movie? And then there's like, more. Then there's a whole what other is John fire. Burnt all the cop doing like. <laughs> there seems like there's police corruption in it. Like there's just too much going on. And then Angelina Jolie saving people from fires. Like what what's going on in this movie? Netflix though. Oh no, it's it's not Netflix. We don't know what it is. Yet. We don't know what it is yet. I, I assume it could be picked up by Amazon. You know, this Taylor looks straight Sher- to DVD. Taylor Sheraton wrote this and directed this. He also wrote without remorse. Without remorse. So yeah. Um, I, I could see it end up being all right. But I'm nervous. I'm nervous about this. Real nervous. Me to a movie. Uh, Angelina Jolie doesn't draw me to a movie anymore. Mm-mm. That's what I'm saying. It looks straight to DVD-S. So we're going to see. And then the final trailer, which surprised me, was mainstream. Oh, no, no, no. We got oh, one we more. Got a few more. Yeah. Mainstream. Loved mainstream with uh, Andrew Garfield, uh, the new, the Hulk, M- Maya Hawk, and, uh, yeah, and Nat Wolf. And Nat Wolf, my boy. I know Alex has been getting a lot of roles, but Nat coming back, this oh. was a, just a big one for him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this the the byline for this is in this cautionary tale, three people struggle to preserve their identities as they form an eccentric love triangle within the fast moving internet age. It's pretty much uh, imagining if like these TikTok famous, fine famous people uh, really have a meltdown, made it big, but then get into a meltdown. Um, Look, I love and the relationships between them. I think it's going to be a pretty good, pretty good movie. This looks like Oscar bait for Andrew Garfield. Oh, God, no. It does, Schubert. Like, I felt like this vibe for this was, I, I, I expect, like, I know people are going to be like, oh, this is Project X type. No, no. This reminds me of, like, some serious King of Comedy, Martin Scorsese-esque movie. And, like, maybe I'm buying too much in the hype, but I feel like this could be special. Early, early reviews have it rated pretty low. So mm. I'm just going to, like, not like super damn, you should have told me that before I jumped off the ledge. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, just hold back a second. Okay, never but mind. I'm gonna hold back on that the, one. <laughs> I, you know, I think this, I don't think the cast is going to be bad. I feel like maybe the, the story plot. around it will be okay. All but, right. Yeah, like Andrew Garfield coming in here and doing that game show bit or whatever. I think that's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, that's what you're saying, like, can comedy and stuff like that, huh? Yep. Just being like, uh, over the top like how De Niro was in that and I just feel like it gave me those vibes but now I think that he probably will deliver the role as such but I just don't think it's going to give him like that much mm, okay. accolades okay I got you the next trailer we got is Monster this one looks really good John David Washington um uh, who else is in this? Um, uh, my guy, ASAP Rocky a- no no I'm not shouting out ASAP Rocky before this actor um uh, Jim Gordon in the new Batman movie, uh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, this this looks this looks interesting, man. It's it's basically a kid. I'm guessing gets wrongly nice. gets wrongly convicted of some stuff or wrongly accused, and like it's fighting his trial. So it, yeah, it kind of makes me think of the the night of mm-hmm. something like that, where we we're gonna get like a guy who would maybe he wrong either place, like made time. a mistake or he was in the wrong place, the wrong time. Like we don't know. The trailer did a good job of like telling us what this movie was going to be about without actually like telling us blowing his load and telling yeah. us like why he's in this predicament. Yep. But so, um, yeah, I, I I'm pretty intrigued by it, and I'm definitely interested in checking it out. It's a Netflix movie. Yep, I am as well. And then the final trailer we got is the new season of The Circle. It's back. 
Yeah, uh, do yeah. Um, the circle Shit looks crazy. Looks pretty crazy. New cast of people. One really old dude. Uh, the Lance Bass. Chick, yeah, Lance Bass? Question mark. Like we saw that his profile was on there, but we didn't see whether it was the real Lance Bass or someone who was trying to be him mm-hmm. as catfish. I think it would be cool if it was the real Lance Bass because, Me like, too. obviously. If you're on the circle and Lance Bass pops up, you're going to think it's a catfish. Yep, you definitely will. And that that's something that could be a great selling point. And also that girl from Are You The One or whatever it is. Uh, too Hot To Handle. Yeah, Too Hot or, To Handle. Whatever that Netflix shit is. Yeah. But that's all the trailers we got. That, that's the one thing I would give them a knock on. I'm like, these crossovers, they're cross trying to be shows. like real. They're trying to be like real world and Are You The One with the challenge. I get it. I they're trying to have a, a Netflix reality universe. I guess, but yeah, but it, it what's going to be really hard for this iteration of the circle is that the cast for the first circle and go back and look and listen to our interview it's probably no... way back there now where we interviewed Sammy from the circle. But like that cast for the circle first season was phenomenal. Like, was there's so many like really big time personalities. So like that's really what they're going to have to come out here. And by putting Chloe into it makes me think that they didn't do a good job of casting. Mm, well, maybe they just wanted to uh, up the ante. Maybe. Maybe they just want to up the ante because maybe that's why Lance Bass is maybe in it. Yeah, that's true. So, but that's all the trailers we got this we week. Had, uh, the, we got the teaser for Ghostbusters. What do you think about that? Oh, eh, it was whatever. That's yeah, why whatever. I forgot about it. You know, Paul, not Paul, nothing Paul too Rudd. crazy. Yeah, good for Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Finding so much more. Like, honestly, they should have just done the, that as a short film. Mm-hmm. Him in like the store fighting off little marshmallow man, yep. and then and that should have been the Ghostbusters instead of a whole movie. <laughs> yep, but you know I digress. But like yeah, like I said, that's all the trailers we got. What we got up next? Uh, the one little add-on I wanted to say about the trailers is that Zendaya it was announced that she's actually going to voice Little Bunny. Oh, okay, cool, good for Zendaya. So she's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's killing. Um, Amazon has announced that Chris Pratt. The, well, that the Chris Pratt starring sci-fi movie The Tomorrow War will premiere on Prime Video July second. Mm-hmm. It was reported. It was reported back in January that the streaming service was in talks with Paramount to acquire the movie from anywhere up to two hundred million. Cool. Uh, but the deal was now been closed with Amazon shelling out one hundred twenty-five million for the distribution rights. In the Tomorrow War, which is written by Zach Dean, the world is stunned when a group of time travelers arrive from the year twenty fifty-one to deliver an urgent message. 30 years in the future, mankind is losing a global war against a deadly alien species. The only hope for survival is for soldiers and civilians from the present to be transported to the future to join the fight. Along those recruited is high school t- is a high school teacher and family man, Dan Forrester, played by Chris Pratt, uh, determined to save the, the world for his young daughter. Dan teams up with a brilliant scientist, played by Yvonne Strahovski, and his estranged father, J.K. Simmons, in a desperate quest to rewrite the fate of the planet. This could either be really cool or really just eh. Well, one thing I'll say is that, you know, if Amazon was willing to, to shell pay out that almost, much money. Yeah, to 120 million, 25 million is not, none yeah, it's a chunk that, of yeah. change. Yeah. So, like, if it must if, be and pretty it, good. And we trust Amazon. We do. We do. So, I, I think that this might be pretty good. I don't know if it's going to be like world breaking, but, you know, like, I think without remorse will probably be better than this, but I don't think it's going to be bad. Okay. I'm not mad at that take. Yeah, you you do. You definitely convinced me. If they're paying that much, it's got to be worth something. But 
I don't know. Chris Pratt ain't been picking bangers recently, so we're going to have to see. But next up, we got A24 is lining up a killer cast for its new thriller. Uh, sources tell Deadline, The Hate You Give star Amanda uh, Steinberg and Borat 2 star Maria Baklava are set to star in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Insiders also add that Pete Davidson and Myra Laharold are set into stars, is, are in talks to star. Helena Region is in, set to direct, while plot details are being kept under wraps. Sources describe the project as a secret slasher film. I know this excites you. I know you like the slasher film genre. I do like the slasher films genre. It's definitely my favorite genre of horror. And I feel like they picked some Stars. names that I yeah. that I could really see be being in a slasher that would be kind of interesting. Yep. So not a lot right, of details. Not a lot of details here, but the casting is exciting enough. And, and A24. And A24, you know, I'm I'm into it. So we'll Same. see if more comes out about that. All right, next up, these are two short little short little notes. Netflix and Shondaland announced that uh, Reggie Jean Page's character will not appear in Bridgerton's second season. Makes sense, because if you read the books, he's not involved anymore. So, like, people are tripping, but it's like, she's not going to make something up. Yeah, the whole, there was a deal where, like, they, they, he could have been involved in it, but they wouldn't have paid him much because he wouldn't have had much to do. And he was like, huh. I don't I do that. Yeah. He, uh, you know, as we've seen, he's getting other roles. So yep. until like until his character probably needs to come back for like a really serious like could be season three, could be season four, because each book it goes with a different family member. But for the but Daphne, his wife is going to be a, a big role in, in this season. Oh, okay. no. In this season. So so he can just be off somewhere. He doesn't need to be there. Yeah. So. Also, real quick, he, he came out and said that Jeff Johns told him from DC, former DC guy, that uh, a black man couldn't be Superman's grandfather. So it's giving claims, to, it's giving like, uh, like uh, validity to the Ray Fisher stuff. Man, I used to love Jeff Johns as a comic writer, and it's just like it's over for him. It's over for him and Josh Whedon. Done with. But next up, DC Comics adaptations: New Gods with Ava DuVernay and Tom King is canceled, and as is the Trench with James Wan and Peter Safran. I think. Really, DC's just like, we're going to step away from uh, Dark Side for right now. Too many people want to restore the Snyderverse. It'll be too confusing if we do a New Gods movie that's separate from that. Let's wait till we establish our Justice League, get everything right. And if we want to go back to the Dark Side storyline, we'll come back. Because the way Avery and Tom said it, it wasn't like, oh, this is over for good. It's more like we're going to let them do what they have to do now. And then if they want us back, we will definitely be back. Yeah, I think at the moment with how they're trying to reestablish this new universe, it's not time putting for in that. the new gods just really kind of like Wouldn't doesn't make no seem sense. to fit. Yeah. Um, and then the trench, I actually think the trench could have worked if it was straight to HBO Max and just like a side piece. It's not worth putting all that money but, behind the trench. Yeah. But it's, it's really not worth like, putting putting all the money behind it. Like the stuff that they're spitting out now with like Zatanna, Batgirl, Flash. You know, that's the kind of stuff that's, that's really going to like set the tone. So. Yeah, so we can get stuff like the trench later down the line. Yeah. But that's all I got on the DC Comics front. So next up, we got Steve Ewan is being eyed to star in Jordan Peele's next film. So he's he's getting a lot of big roles after As his you know, breakout with Anari and also Invincible. As uh, the cast, we also had mentioned earlier on is going to start Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya. So a really interesting trio there for Jordan Peele. And that movie is going to be out next summer. I hope it's an action S movie. 
but it pro- I hope it's not horror. I want to see Jordan Peele do other things. And I want to see Steve Ewan get into his action back because that's someone I always wanted to be Nightwing. He's too old now, obviously. But like, like Jordan Peele do maybe like his, his his version of like how Spike Lee did Inside Man, which is a robbery movie with a detective and whatnot. Let Steve Ewan be the detective, Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya be the villains. Or let Steve Ewan be the villain and Daniel Kaluuya be the detective. Something like that. Something like that. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it would be good for Jordan Peele to like start mixing his genres. Yeah, start branching out. Yeah. So, um, good for Steve Ewan. Unless he wants to be a straight-up horror director, then that's his prerogative. If that's what he wants to be, I'm not watching them films, but good for him. Right. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'll watch it. Every time I hear there's a get-out, I'll watch it. But if there's us, multiple us's, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> us, us was trash. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was something. That's great, great, great acting. Not a good story. Yeah. What was the? Wasn't he a producer for some TV show that that just got canceled? Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, that was hard. Yeah, just got canceled. Yeah, so we got to see him do something else. But you know, good for them. Uh, So next story we got is that John Woo he is going to produce a live action adaptation of Stan Lee's Monkey Master. Uh, from a superhero story created by Lee and co- collaborator Sherrod De- Devarjan, based on an unreleased comic book series and story created by Marvel Maven San Lee and uh, Graphic India co-founder and CEO uh, De- Devarjan. The film will follow New York City archaeologist L. Yang, who discovers an ancient prophecy about the Chinese legend of the Monkey King, that brings him to India, where he uncovers a hidden power that transforms him into a modern-day superhero, the Monkey Master. Funny enough, um, just to give some clarification on who this is, Sung Wukong is the Monkey King, and if you know of Dragon Ball Z's Goku or of One Piece's Monkey D. Luffy, both characters are based upon Sung Wukong of being... Oh, there you go. Yeah, so... This will be pretty interesting. Basically, this character has uh, strength. He has like Goku, how Goku has the bow staff that grows. That's the weapon of the Monkey King song, Wukong. And yeah, he's he's very agile, swifty speed. And he's just he's basically uh, basically Goku, essentially. Granted, I don't think the superhero have Goku level strength, but he'll have super strength, jumping ability, maybe some speed and maybe a magic staff. In the flying fly Nimbus like cloud. He might have a cloud that f- lets him fly. There you go. It just depends on how much they're going into the Sung Wu, uh, Sung Wukong like um history or storytelling to pull from for their story. What I did read going further into the article was that they were really gonna try and pull heavy from Chinese legends and from Indian legends to uh to I wonder of, will he fight a dragon? Maybe that's who Sung maybe. Wukong fights. Um, or, or maybe you know, uh, a Hindu god, some something of the sort. I think that they're going to try and like really bring to light a lot of Chinese and Indian legends that you don't usually see in like a a show in America. All right, cool. Well, good for that. I'm down to seeing John Woo's the right guy to do it. So good for that. I'm ready to see that. But next up, we got Nick Offerman will star alongside Lily James, Sebastian Stan, Seth Rogen in the Hulu limited series about the theft and release of Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee's sex tape. The eight episode series is currently titled Pam and Tommy. Stan will play Lee while James will play Anderson. Offerman will star as Uncle Mitty, who described as a big and burly, this legendary prolific porn impersonario. 
uh, brings his larger-than-life stature into the workplace to keep things lively and real. The money guy, Uncle Milty, helps disgruntled electrician Rand, a.k.a. Seth Rogen, dis- distribute the sex tape, a borderline sociopath. He treads along the lines of humorous and horrific. I think this is a good role for Nick Offerman to get away from his role from Parks and Rec and to show his diversity. This movie actually sounds like it could be special with Lily James, Sebastian Stan, Seth Rogen, and Nick Offerman. This sounds like it could either be really good and cool or it's going to be something that's like, did we really need this? The description of the character reminds me of a mixture of like his comedic stuff with his character from Devs. Mm. And I thought he did a pretty good job playing a menacing character in Devs. So I think that he could probably pull this off. Um, But the thing about this is a Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee sex tape movie, like how serious (laughs) really is this going to be? But so I I don't know, but it's definitely some interesting names to be thrown in. Nick Offerman, Sebastian, Stan, Lily James, Seth Rogen. I mean, a lot of those names are huge at the moment, like Stan and Rogen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, it I'm, I'm really big. interested to see. Like, so this is a Hulu. It's a Hulu limited series, so mm-hmm. could be pretty good. I mean, Hulu's probably put the money behind it. You never know, but we gonna find out. Um, oh man, I'm I'm so, I'm so upset you put this in here. I don't care about this shit. Tyler Perry's developing a prequel series to Medea. This shit is trash. Uh, uh, the project's titled Mabel. Per the official description of the project, long before she was the first in nature known as Medea, she was smart, fierce, irresistible, dangerous, crazy 20-some-year-old black woman named Mabel Simmons. When she moved to Atlanta in 1972, she set the city and the world on fire. I, didn't, I think this ha- could have been cool if it was anybody but Tyler Perry, but because it's Tyler Perry, it's going to be Tyler Perry 5. I'm not, I'm not about this. Not about it. But congratulations, Tyler, for being a billionaire. Your movie's just ass. Is he going to play Medea, young Medea? He better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Next story. This shit is. I don't even know why you put this shit on here. I should have I should have vetted that story before we did this. That shit's trash. Trash. You, you don't watch the Medea movies, man? I watched the first one, Diary of Mad Black Woman. Watched the second one. And then after that, I was like, oh, this shit is garbage. Uh, I've watched, I haven't even seen those. I've, I've seen I guess I've seen all the garbage ones. Uh, you seen like Medea goes to church or goes to no. Christmas, whatever it is. I've seen Boo, the Boo, 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 Boo. yeah, I've seen why, the two. Why are you Halloween watching that ones. trash shit, bro? <laughs> I don't know because it was funny. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I, I'm just not a Tyler Perry fan, but you know, good for all the people who are interested in this. Will you check it out? Not on Showtime. Mm, okay. All right. Well, that's all I got it's on that. Too hard for me to watch. Feel that. Uh. So- so the next thing we had up is ABC debut their summer slate bachelorette season is going to start June 7th with nice. the first bachelorette Katie and uh, the bachelor in paradise is going to be on April on August 16th. We didn't nice. have a bachelor of paradise last, last year, year. So yeah. there's about four seasons that you can pull people from. And a lot of those people have been partying together. Um, so it would be really interesting to see what kind of relationships come in to paradise and what kind of storylines are led into that. So I'm more excited for paradise than I am for Katie's season, the bachelorette. I think I'm probably a little bit more interested in seeing Michelle's season. Mm. That's going to follow paradise. But, um, but yeah, so bachelorette and bachelor in paradise will be keeping your summer going. If you're a big bachelor nation fans, um, there are also, also the slate of game shows will be back. You got your family feud to tell the truth, card sharks. Nice. Love Um, all that. So, They'll be. I don't know if Whammy's in the summer slate. Oh, uh, they are bringing back Holy Moly again for its third season. Steph, 
Um, and then there's some new stuff that they got. Uh, one of them is going to be the debut of the celebrity dating game hosted by Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton, which from what I've seen, what a weird it's, pairing. it's a, uh, it's a show about people, knowing your normal, significant other. No, no, normal people who come on with the chance to date a celebrity. So I, I don't oh, know. What, that's, what that's not going to work. <laughs> so I, yeah, that seems a little bit weird. I thought it was going to be like the newlywed game where you know stuff about your, your uh, where you know stuff about your partner. No, you but that does it. need to come back. Yeah, I would win that. I used to love watching the newlywed game. Same. On, uh, GSN. Same, same, same. What else? Uh, who was the host? Sherry Shepard. Yeah. I don't even Sherry know who Shepherd. that is. But what's, this, what's, what's right. this when nature calls? So when nature calls is a non-scripted comedy series that looks at the funny things that animals get up to in the wild. It's pretty much AFV with animals. Got you. Got you. Was the ultimate surfer? Is but the produced by the Lions ultimate surfer actually kind of seems interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the ultimate surfer features top up and coming surfers training and battling it out at a surf ranch with men and women competing in individual and team challenges focused on specific surfing disciplines. Weekly eliminations will leave two men and two women as finalists who will vie for the male and female titles of the ultimate surfer and the opportunity to compete on the world tour. So this is real life. Yeah. Oh, I'm watching that. That sounds fire. I'm watching that. Yeah, that it sounds pretty cool. It has everything we love. Competition mm-hmm. and, and winning a prize, long, long form show. I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, and it's so that, cool shit with surfing. Let's go. Yeah, and I feel like this is a show that probably Kelly Slater's been trying to make his entire life, and now it's finally coming out. It seems like it could be pretty cool. Probably so. Um, and the last story I have is that you did. see the set pick from the Powerpuff Girls. Looks absolutely horrible. But my Bad. guess is that picture with them in their old clothing is to show probably their last mission, and then it's going to be like, oh, we take these clothes off. This isn't us anymore, and it's going to flash forward to who they really are now, if I had to guess. But if that's what they're wearing the whole time, that shit looks horrible. Yeah, I mean... They're not, I they're not 10-year-old girls anymore. What are we doing? It looks stupid. I'm I'm done on it. Someone said I mean, it looked like a B cut porno <laughs> in our Discord. <laughs> they ain't wrong. <laughs> but they that's ain't wrong. that's all the news we have for this week. It's time to get into the segment of the show where we suggest one movie or TV show that's coming out this week or that is out and we haven't told y'all about it that we think y'all should watch. This segment is called The Movie on the Rise. Schubert, what you got for us this week? No, do, do yours first because I have an add-on to yours. Okay, mine is lit. It's on Bravo right now. Episode one dropped last Thursday. I started watching it last week. New episode tomorrow. It is Top Chef season 18. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. The episode was great. I'm digging it. I'm all into the Top Chef universe. Also, I'm getting Discovery Plus because there's this thing called Tournament of Champions. That guy, yes. Fier- that, that, is that I what you're going to talk about? I heard that um, That was amazing. part of what I was going to talk about. Yeah, Tournament of Champions is pretty much bracket form, Food Network, and it's like the people the who are the judges. Like, you know, it's like the best cooks the bad, out there yeah. going up against each other. And like they have the way that it works is they have like a, a five part wheel that they have to spin. And it gives you like the the main ingredient, the secondary ingredient, how you have to do it. So like pork with uh, apples braised or yeah, braised, braised uh, 35 minutes lit. 
lit. I'm definitely getting Discovery Plus to watch that. That's a fact. Yeah. But Top Chef, if you have cable, it's on Bravo. It's fucking incredible. Incredible. Yeah, I might, I might be into watching that this this time around. Um, it's one it's other like thing my, if you like MasterChef, you'd like Top Chef. The only difference is MasterChef's with home cooked. Top Chef is like with real actual star. Like, OK, so the way Top Chef is, it's usually with the people that are going to be the next up and comers on Food Network, like the next stars. Or it's like people that are older who are trying to get to that level. Like everybody who's like a Food Network giant has mostly been on Top Chef. And there's this new guy. He's a Japanese guy who is like the, he's the boy. And I'm and like, I'm excited to see him win. I think he's going to win. I'm betting my money on him. So that that could be pretty cool. Um, we want to check that out. The other Food Network style show that I wanted to mention was um, on Tuesday next week. Chopped is going to Martha Stewart's house, and they're going to do Chopped at Martha Stewart's house. Is that on Discovery Plus? That's on. Dis- that's going to be on Food Network oh, live, okay. but also on Discovery Plus. I'm watching that lit, litty. Yeah, so look out for that one. Um, for my movie on the rise, uh, I wanted to shout out the Star Wars Ewoks. I saw movies that I shit watched. and I was like, I'm not watching that shit. Was it trash? It's be honest. It's trash eighties, but I mean, like <laughs> they uh, they actually won awards for their time when they were in the eighties. It was uh, won Razzies, like the the worst no, one. not Razzies. Like they won. I think one of them won an Emmy. I want to say so. Like they're they're not horribly made for eighties movies they're just a little cheesy because mm. they're ewoks and kids um but like the first movie is like imagine a kid lord of the rings story in on endor like that was exactly <laughs> what it was it was like the the kids get i can't the, believe this dude is pitching us to watch this shit ladies and gentlemen in america it's wild and then like the battle <laughs> of endor the second one like they actually have a, a person who represents the night sisters uh, who, you know, of Dathomir. So crazy it's like, lore. It, it's crazy lore. And I've followed. Did you this, watch the Boba Fett cartoon, the old one? No. That's the one that I wanted to watch. Like the one with the boat, you know, in the picture, if you're on Disney Plus, it has a picture of the Ewoks, the Tarnakowski's yeah, Clone Wars, uh, and then Boba with the, the gun. It's like a Chewbacca, Han, Millennium yeah, I Falcon. Need, I need to cartoon. watch that. That's the one I wanted to watch. Yeah, I haven't got to that one yet. Um, but they really weren't half bad. Like if you're a Star Wars fan, you might want to check them out just because. And I'm, Did you like watch I was the Christmas to... special? No, no. no. Oh, okay. Um, but like I was about to say, I'm following this um, this page on Twitter now that is Star Wars connections, and it's interesting to see how stuff that was in these Ewoks movies actually ended up getting included into canon stuff. So like it, mm. they actually mean something to an extent, whether or not they are actually canon, because it's very hard to believe that like the Ewoks were doing these things before. Like one of the Ewoks says like words mm. and like, obviously those, they didn't remember those words when Luke and all them came around. So <laughs> all right, what else you got? Um, two HBO max things. The one that is new is the nevers. We've talked about it before. Um, uh, on the show, so I won't go too much into it, but that premieres on Sunday. Nice. And then what I was going to say at the be- what I said at the beginning of the show with a movie that we've reviewed that's coming on HBO Max, New Mutants will be on HBO Max this weekend. So if you nice. haven't checked it out, give it a look. You know, we spent our money on it, and honestly, I don't think we regretted it. 
Um, No, I didn't regret it. it, Anya Taylor-Joy is the best part of that movie, and I loved loved everything she brought. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, was New Mutants the last movie I saw in theaters? No, we saw Tenet. Oh yeah, tenant. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think before, but I think before that, it, might it was have been new mutants. mutants. Yeah, for sure. All right, word, word. Well, that's out. All right, let's get to the review. Um, let's start with Godzilla versus Kong. I gave my spoiler, uh, my non-spoiler review last week. Now we can spoiler it. Kong got his ass fucking whooped, beat down. Which time? Not he got beat too. He got beat overall. Yeah, dude submitted. Godzilla was eyeing in his face and he was like, uh, no more. <laughs> and then the humans had to revive him. Like, if you get human help, you lost, bro. The humans had to help him three times. Also, the human storyline, I can't believe Paperboy was a podcaster. Every time I saw them humans, I was like, get him off the fucking screen. I, uh, who believes that Millie Bobby Brown's going to meet this random podcaster to go break into this facility? How did they... My my, are you sure about that? I had a few <laughs> are you sure's throughout this movie. My are you sure was like, so she calls her dad or whatever. How does the dad know like where to go find her in Hong Kong or whatever? I'm like, you didn't even know that she was there. Like, and, and why are you leaving your post? Like, and why haven't you been looking for her this whole time? She's been gone for multiple days and she's in Hong Kong. But she didn't know because he was, he was in on, he was True. at work or whatever. But you don't check and, up on your child. <laughs> yeah and so i thought that was pretty ridiculous but like honestly with the human thing that happened and then like the whole deal with congo into uh the up you know the hollow earth at the end i felt like it all tied in nicely like yeah i would say that the plot of the movie as weird and whatever it was everything seemed to come together at the end and yeah. i appreciated that that i'll agree with that i do i definitely think the plot's shaky and hanging on by threads but i definitely think the fights between godzilla and king kong made those threads really strong but they was they was hanging on very loosely also eliza gonzalez got wasted in this movie but i was after i saw this i was like she should be zatanna but i was glad when she got murdered i was glad when her dad got murdered and i was glad when that dude trying to mech trying to pilot mecha godzilla got murdered yeah, a lot of all the good people got murdered for sure. Um, yeah. The other, are you sure I had was like, so the pilot or whatever dies or whatever, and it's like the dude and the lady who studies Godzilla and her kid. That dude doesn't know how to fly that shit. <laughs> the scientist, yeah, yeah, he didn't know. He was just, and especially like when they got up to like you know normal Earth or whatever, and he's like this close to like Godzilla's like beam or whatever. I'm just like this dude. This dude can't fly this. Like, come my all we sure was how did he run from the top of of King Kong's chest in time for that shock not to kill him? That made no sense to me. It's like he teleported. Dude was on top of Godzilla's chest. And then 10 seconds later, he's all the way over here jumping like, ah, I'm escaping the explosion. No, your ass should have been dead. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff on here that was like left to be believed or whatever. But like, but the fights were great. The fights were, the fights were good. And like the one thing that I was, I also felt like they did a really good job of making those fights seem like they were to, you know today's and like uh gcgi mm-hmm. but they also felt like the old movies oh okay well definitely with mecha godzilla because i was like i was like damn he doesn't look as good as i thought he would but he doesn't look bad it's like what you said it made it gave it reminiscent i was like they could have made him look a lot cooler than that 
It could have, but I do. But I do appreciate that, that it did. It did feel like the old ones. They had to give um, King Kong an axe to try to uh, a radioactive yeah. axe, bro. That shit did not. Exist. King Kong took a L, and everybody who was like, "Oh, King Kong was gonna win," y'all are idiots. I've been saying for months, how can he beat someone that is a radioactive dragon that shoots nuclear beams out of his mouth? Now, I will say, like, the round one was bullshit because, like, of course Kong, Godzilla was going to win that because, like, Kong don't come do to Don't come ocean. to his turf. Don't come to he Godzilla's turf. Sorry. Took an L. <laughs> and in round two, the only reason why King Kong won is because he had that axe. Yeah. Apparently if he didn't Kong have that axe, like he'd have lost. The hollow, king of the hollow earth, apparently. Godzilla the king of it all, man. <laughs> Even the creator was like, yeah, we had to nerf Godzilla. No shit. In there, Godzilla. But, it was, um, it, but there's there's not even much more to really talk. Like all that's really important is the fights. All the yeah. human shit is trash. The one thing I'll say is that we did talk about a story oh, wait. last week. Had a one? Are we sure? One more? How did Millie Bobby Brown, Paper Boy, in that in that other kid not die when the Hong Kong thing went six hundred miles oh. an hour? My girlfriend was like, the G Force would have like <laughs> they weren't buckling in or like, nothing. Stopped or whatever. How didn't like, they go? Yeah. <laughs> they should have smacked like been pinballs, but you know that was just another. Are we sure? Because that was made for cargo. That wasn't made for humans to ride in. No, no, no. yeah, that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember what what movie it was. But the Adam Wingard is supposed to Thundercats. Was, uh, Thundercats. And so, like, what I would say when I watch this movie is like, with that in mind, I was like, I said Adam Wingard's going to do Thundercats or whatever. Let me see how this movie is as a whole. And like I said, I feel like I thought it was a fun that, movie. Everything that they tried to make us care about in the movie ended up meaning something at the end, which I appreciated. Yeah. And I thought it was fun, even though I did not like the humans. I thought where the other ones failed, this one succeed because what I wanted to see, I got to see. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, if he wants to do the CGI Thundercats, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it'll be a, a fun movie. I'm not going to say it's going to be some groundbreaking shit, but it'll be fun. All right, let's move to Falcon Winter Soldier. Went down another notch, baby. It's not going to be the top reviewed. We're going Invincible first this week because Falcon Winter Soldier was better this week. Invincible yep. was, I think this was their exposition week. This was the week where the mom could ask all the questions and start to dive into her relationship with, with Nolan because like how, because Damien Darkblood talked to her last week. Sure. You know, this was the first week of Invincible where we only get the one episode. And I feel like they were like, okay, well, we're going to be three episodes that are really great to get you hooked. And then yeah. we're gonna this one that we can just hide. Yep. Pretty much. Because it was, it was the mom episode. It wasn't, Mark really didn't do too much. Well, Mark went to Mars. Yeah, true. Which mm-hmm. is definitely going to have something to do with later on with what happened on Mars. Yeah. Um, and you know his uh, his plot moved a little bit with the women in his life, uh, Amber. Yeah. Um, and, and also and Eve. Eve, that you can tell that like he, there's he, something he he likes them both. Yeah, I mean, he obviously likes Amber more and like in more of like a relationship way, but he still cares about Eve, and Eve probably is starting to lean towards like liking him a little bit more, but like mm-hmm. upset that you know she he's asking her for help with Amber. Pretty much. Yeah. definitely Um, got him feeling definitely had Eve feeling some type of way the other thing with this episode was i'm still interested on like what is the motives behind robot Mm, yeah still don't know what's up with his shady ass 
Yeah, his stuff shady. Damien Darkblood. Get. I getting, love him. Um, That's like one of my favorite characters. Getting exercised, maybe. Maybe, I yeah. What, what that shit was at the end. I hope he's alive. I forgot about that. Wait, that happened after the credits? Yes. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, he did get exercised. I don't think it was really. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Well, I feel like, like that in was... that end credit scene, like there's something like uh, Debbie opens up the closet and like he's like laughing or something. Mm-hmm. Because I think so. he knows Nolan did it. Well, he knows, and so does the government. Yeah. Like they everybody knows, but like at this point they, they they're, just can't. They're like, they what can know, they do about it? They want to know, know why he too. did it. They want to know why he did it and like what he's up to. Mm-hmm. And like you can tell that there's definitely. Something it's, it has to do with being a Viltrumite. Yeah. And like that's just something we're gonna have to get to later. Yep. So great episode of uh, Invincible this week, giving it a solid 4.5. The first three were all fives. This one's 4.5. Out of five? Yeah, out of five. Yeah, four. But I mean it was fine. Solid. But I mean, like it, it was it was so good. Yeah, so, it was still yeah. it's just that Falcon Winter Soldier was great this week. It Man. Was. This was the best episode. I I told Schubert, I'm telling, I tweeted this, I'm making this claim. This is the first Marvel thing since Iron Man 1 that I truly, truly loved. I liked Winter Soldier. I liked Civil War. I liked Black Panther. I liked Ragnarok. But I loved Iron Man, and I loved this show. Going to Madripoor was incredible. This is the Derek Kolstad-written episode, the guy who did John Wick. Madripoor looked just like a John Wick city. I loved everything about how Zemo was like, Bucky, you got to go back to that old personality. Like, just prodding at him, prodding at him. Like, I still got, I can still control you, Bucky. And then the way they yeah, broke I mean, him out of prison that he, was awesome. Yeah, broke him out of prison. You know, Sam's like, you didn't break him out of prison. <laughs> Bucky's like, hypothetically, like, we could have done this, this, this. Right this. now, Sam out. is still in the back seat. Like, it's, I'm ready. I need to see Sam be like, okay. I'm the leader. It's time for you to be like, I'm, I'm, this is why you're Captain America. Right now, we're still building up Bucky, and there's not been much for Sam yet. I still feel like in the next episode, there's going to be at least half of still building up Bucky. We'll get to like what happened at the end. But yeah, so Madripoor, uh, Zemo, I think, was, was really great. Kind of stole the show. Was gr- this, See, this you're week. saying Zemo stole the show? I think the other cameo stole the show. Sharon I thought Carter? Zemo was great. Yeah, bro. Sharon Carter, just seeing like, what makes these shows great is that we're getting the ramifications of the blip. That's always been my concern with Marvel is we never see the ramifications of anybody's actions. And Sharon Carter was the epitome of that because now yeah. she got kicked out of America. She said a brilliant line like, uh, yeah, you and Steve can get pardoned in this fucking guy who can kill 15 people can get pardoned, but I'm not y'all. I'm not an Avenger. So she's been living as like an art thief being like a double, like just being a bad guy to survive. And it's crazy. And the way she was kicking ass, I was just like, man, you should be Black Widow, Sharon Carter. I'm team Sharon Carter over here. I think she got screwed. The one wild internet theory that I've seen that I don't know if you've seen is like, is she the big bad? The power broker or whatever. Whoa, if she was, that'd be crazy. Because, I mean, think about it. She lives in, like, that high bit of Madripoor. You know, she kind of seems like she can go as she pleases. And why didn't the bounty people go after and kill her? Like, she helped them. Mm. Mm. So is she is she the power broker? So that's, like, something to definitely think about. Ooh, I like that theory. Also, because, like, she didn't leave. She yeah, she did not leave. She chilled. 
Also love that John Walker's getting bitched out, getting bitched on. Yeah, John Walker, you ain't shit, bro. Uh, how do you feel about the Carly Montague storyline? I don't know if I like it. Be honest. Well, I don't, I don't really like feel it because, for like, I, I don't like it because I really don't feel like it has anything to do with anything. It's like They're trying it's, to make uh, them compelling, and it's and she's not she's well, not a compelling like, leader. Like she just feels like a B a B character in her group. All the other people feel like C tier characters. I'm like, why do I care about them? Well, that's the thing. Like, they're, I feel like they're red herrings. It's like one of these things where it's like, oh, yeah, look at these people over here doing what. And that's like the, the, uh, they, what they're doing is the reason why our heroes are involved. Oh, in, they're the, uh, they're the MacGuffin. They're the, yeah, they're the MacGuffin. Mm, so, like, see, cause I, I want to see them fight Zemo or, or John Walker. Like, I want Zemo to escape from them or them fight John Walker. John Walker turned out to be evil. That's what I want. He wanted the two because my guy's got to fight somebody and I don't want to see him fight Carly Montague. <laughs> no, I, I think Zemo's definitely going to end up having more to do with when he Carly put that Montague mask on. I was that. like, yes, Zemo dip out, leave Fuck because these because, you know, he hates super soldiers. So I yeah, think he he's going to end up like going and trying to kill all the Carly Montague and all them. Like that's mm-hmm. what, what he's up up to. And I mean, you know, he and at the way that ends, you know, with Anthony Mackie and him going up in that building, like, you know, he's definitely all about trying to find Carly Montague and all that. Where at, some point i feel like it's going to be a turning point where like because of what they're doing with zemo john walker is going to like turn on them them and, yeah and so, try like, to kill people john walker gonna start trying to kill people also i as much as it's cool seeing the wakanda people i don't think they're gonna do anything i think that's just bucky getting challenged like to remember he's the white wolf don't fall back into his old ways like i don't think zemo is gonna end up going with them like i don't no, no, he's definitely not going to go with them. But I feel like there's going to be something in the beginning where you pr- pretty much to what you're saying, where we're going to maybe delve into like his relationship with Wakanda and where it stands. And okay, so this would be episode four. Mm-hmm. This okay, so the first three are very Bucky. I think half of this will be Bucky, and then I think the other half, the ending half, will be leading us to the three part Sam story, which is coming at the end of the season. I think it's interesting they did it this way. If that's how it goes, because. Like I said, this story is Bucky becoming a human being again, but Sam becoming a hero. And it's time for us for us to believe Sam because Bucky's been the MVP so far this season. He has, uh, you know, give or take two cameos of this episode. Yeah. I mean, Zemo and Sharon Carter were incredible this episode. I love them. Absolutely love them. And I want to see more about Marjorie. Like, honestly, they I need a Falcon Winter Soldier season two. Like, I need one where they're doing adventures, more adventures like this. I'm pretty sure that they already said that. They yeah, no, they confirmed it. We're yeah. getting it. But I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be mad if we got like a, a underworld Zemo show from Madripoor, him doing crazy shit. But you can't get that. Power broker. You can't get that because unlike Star Wars, the Avengers have to go there. Yeah, they do. If it's too bad a shit. Yeah. So, you know, but love this episode. This was the best episode of the season so far. Yeah, it was. It really was. Like, uh, you know, everything hit and bringing in Zemo and Sharon Carter just added to it so yeah. much so. Yes, it definitely yeah. did. I mean, I have no theories right now for this show. I'm just alone. Besides the power broker. That's, that's yeah, I thought that was a great theory. I applaud you. You got a, you got, you got your good one there, boy. All right. I mean, I, I didn't come up with it. Like I said, I saw it. But. All right. Well, still, still, you brought a good one to the table. All right. Let's get into the top five actors list. Give your list 25 through six right now. Run them off. Or you want me to go do it first while you get yours? No, I got it right here. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Run them off. So it was Will Smith. And then Morgan Freeman, Matthew McConaughey. No. Um, Will Smith, Morgan Freeman, Johnny Depp, 
Matthew McConaughey, Keanu Reeves, Brad Pitt, Dish Heath Ledger, Pitt. Heath Ledger, Javier Bardem, Mahershala Ali, Harrison Ford, Clint Eastwood, Robin Williams, Ryan Gosling, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ed Norton, Michael Keaton, Joaquin Phoenix, Tom Hanks, Daniel Day Lewis, disrespectful, and Jack Nicholson. All right, all right, solid list. At 25 for me, Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy, Will Smith. 24, Javier Bardem. 23, Mahershala Ali. 22, Matt Damon. 21, Harrison Ford. 20, Gary Oldman slash Philip Seymour Hoffman. 19, Tom Cruise. 18, Jamie Foxx. 17, Clint Eastwood. 16, Lawrence Fishburne. 15, Joaquin Phoenix. 14, Ryan Gosling slash Jake Gyllenhaal. 13, Samuel L. Jackson. 12, Jimmy Stewart. 11, Brad Pitt. 10, Dustin Hoffman. 9, Jack Nicholson. 8, Toshiro Mifune. 7, Tom Hanks. 6, Christian Bale. All right, Shuby. Are, are we doing honorable mentions first? You want to talk honorable yeah. mentions before? We, all right, cool. So some of my honorable mentions I have, I got Bradley Cooper. I think Bradley Cooper's a great actor. I think once and when it's all said and done, he can make this list because he has a range of movies. I just think we're in the midst of his career. If you look at it, he has The Hangover. He has A Star is Born. American Sniper. He's been Rocket Raccoon showing his versatility. I think Burnt's a great movie. I think uh, Bradley Cooper is an all-star actor. I think he should have, he could have made this list. He and I make think a younger actor's list. I think if we 100%. do this list in five years, Bradley Cooper would definitely be on the list. Another person I got is Jonah Hill. I just, I think if he continues on this career track, he will make the list due to the fact that he's comedic and he's been drama, but I don't think he's there yet. Robert Downey Jr., I need to see his career post-Iron Man if for him to make the list, but I think he's one that needs to be shouted out. Great actor. Nick Cage. The cage of maybe. His, his 90s work he's is impeccable. Hits, yeah. yeah, he's has hits, but it's just everything after that. Arnold yeah. and Stallone, I had to say them together because they're the action, the guys who made action movies popular. I feel like a lot of people who are older than us would have put them on our, the this list. list. Yeah, facts. Mm-hmm. Also got Johnny Depp on the list. You had him on yours. Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy makes this list literally in five years. Yeah. Um, also yeah, got George the- Clooney, Adam Driver. Clooney, yeah. Adam Driver. Daniel Kaluuya and, and Keanu Reeves. New age. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah, I mean, Anthony Hopkins was the name I didn't end up putting on there that I think deserved to be on there. Um, I'm just not a big Anthony Hopkins movie guy, but you're right. I'm glad you mentioned him for honorable mention. Yeah, but he was actually at, at one point on my list, but then I realized that Jack Nicholson's way better of an actor than him. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I'm thinking about some of the newer age guys that are on the come up. You know, Jonah Hill's a really good one. I feel like Jonah Hill's done a really good job. You got to think about some of the the comedy guys too, like Will Ferrell, Seth um, Rogen, Seth Rogen, uh, Sandler if, even. But Sandler because of uncut jams. Yeah. But um, if it wouldn't, if he didn't have all the issues that he has now, uh, you know, off screen, James Franco could have been there. Oh, Kevin Spacey would have made the list if he didn't have his issues. Well, I thought we, I thought we said that. Oh yeah, we on. did say that in the yeah, beginning. Kevin Spacey would have made the list if he didn't have his issues. Um, you know, Guy Pierce is someone that's a fringe guy. He's been in some really good movies, but he's also been in some really bad movies. He's been some stinkers. Like that's the thing with Hugh some Jackman's of those, one that that has some Goodman, but he's been in a lot of stinkers too. He could he could have made it in there. Liam uh, Neeson as a character actor. Liam Liam Neeson, I feel like he also had some off off the screen. Stuff screen sh- same thing with Mel Gibson. Put him back. Nah, I don't think <laughs> Mel Gibson's been enough good. 
stuff to give him that honor. Braveheart, Lethal Weapon. Uh, Lethal Weapon movies aren't that great. Mad Max, Schubert. Some pe- people older than us would say you're out of your mind for not thinking the Lethal Weapon movies are like good. Lethal Weapon One and Lethal Weapon Two. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But like, hold on, I'm about to tell uh, you. Bruce, the speaking of that, Bruce Willis probably could have been an honorable mention. Yeah, he could have. So you got Braveheart, Lethal Weapon, Mad Max, What Women Want, The Patriot, Mad Max. I mean, uh, Lethal Weapon Two. Yeah, I don't know, Mel Gibson. Maybe back in like if, if he wasn't problematic, but uh, who else you said what was the last name he said? Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis definitely deserved an honorable man. Same thing with John Travolta. Travolta, that's a good one. That's a real yep. good one. Yeah. So, but let's get into the top five actors of all time. Who you got at number five? Let's see if you're gonna piss me off. Well, number five is for me is your number six. So oh, I feel like. Uh, Christian Bale coming in here at number five. He is, in my opinion, number two of the new age actors. All right. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. I think I I, I actually agree with that. Yeah, I think that uh, if you look at him and, um, you know, I'm, DiCaprio, who, uh, you know, I assume both have in, in the top five, is when you look at those two guys' careers, they're pretty similar with their hits. They were guys who started in their childhood and had big hits moving in their childhood all the way forward. Um, just Bale has had his, his stinker movies and that, and that's mm-hmm. what's hurt him. But he's also been in some really incredible movies. You know, his portrayal of Batman is legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, what he did with vice was incredible. You know, American Psycho is iconic. So, like, there's just a lot of movies like Christian Bale. 310 to Yuma. I don't think he gets enough credit. Also, yeah. real quick, honorable mention, Russell Crowe. I'm sad we didn't say his name. Oh, he, he's honorable mention. He's not a top 25. I don't yeah, think. no, he's honorable mention for sure. But, yeah, Christian Bale is an amazing actor, man. Amazing. Yeah, so Christian Bale definitely deserves uh, to be... I live, you know, right around where he put him. I mean, he put him at six. So yeah, I got him at six. It. I think that's very respectable. Yeah. So... All right, so my number five is the legendary Al Pacino. It's I, I was torn between Pacino at five and at four, but to me, I think the guy that I have at four just edges him out. But when you look at Pacino, you talk uh, Serpico, you talk The Godfather, you talk Dog Day Afternoon, you talk, um, you talk uh, The Recruit, you talk insomnia you talk any given sunday you talk heat as lieutenant vincent hannah one of the best roles that he's ever been you talk donnie brasco you talk um again i've said most of them cruising godfather dog day afternoon uh heat and again but michael corleone is one of the most iconic roles and then scarface one of the most iconic roles ever al pacino one of the best actors of all time number five on my list yeah, I have Pacino four. So, okay. you know, talking more about him, like I feel like the issue with Pacino for us is that we don't really know a lot of his like deep cut stuff, but like he has been in lots of movies that when you click on them, they're like eight star, seven star movies that we just mm-hmm. probably haven't ever gotten to. Uh, Carlito's try- Way, I've, I've and never I tr- seen that before. See, I watched that. I tried to watch a lot of the the um the Pacino movies that like I'm that like like you're saying the ones that we could have missed. Yeah, you know, Dog Day Afternoon, like you said, I, I've never seen that. That's but, with him you know, in uh, the movie. That's him in um, his brother from uh, from Godfather. Um, oh shit, not 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 Sonny, uh, Fredo. That's him and Fredo. Yeah. 
Yeah, good movie. And, and the other, and the other thing I would say that like takes uh, Pacino down a peg is that when he has it comes a lot of singers. Well, he has a lot of singers, but when it comes to the newer age, the only things that you can look to, uh, you know, past insomnia that he was really big in is like Ocean's Thirteen. Uh, He's been, he once, became a character actor after that. Uh, really. Jimmy Hoffa and Irishman is really like the big thing that he did. And I like him in Marvin age. Schwartz as one Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was great in that. And that's what, yeah, and I was going to say that too. Um, and then he was most recently in that series Hunters, which I ended up, I didn't like his role at the end, but that was just, you know. That's, the way yeah, that, he's that in like went. the twist, but I, I thought it was great. I thought that was a great movie. Okay, so he's your number four. Yeah. My number four is the legend, the God himself, Bob De Niro, a.k.a. Robert De Niro, um, just w- uh, so much I can say about him, a two-time Oscar winner. When you look at his movies from Raging Bull to Cape Fear to Deer Hunter to Taxi Driver to Casino to Goodfellas to The Irishman to Joker to King of Comedy, he is just in his stuff with Meet the Fockers. He's absolutely incredible. But let me talk about this run that he went on. So the run is what, what makes me excited when he meets a guy named Martin Scorsese. So he goes from playing Johnny Boy in Mean Streets, which I think is one of the best Martin Scorsese movies ever, as I think that's one of his better performances. So you go from Johnny Boy, Mean Streets, to Vito Corleone, Godfather 2, to Taxi Driver, Travis Bickle. That's a three-movie run that's absolutely insane. You The next couple of movies or whatever, which is 1900, The Last Tycoon, New York, New York. But then you get to Deer Hunter, Raging Bull, True Confessions, The King of Comedy, Once Upon a Time in America. That's another four-year run that's absolutely incredible. The King of Comedy is Rupert Pumpkin really shows how good of an actor De Niro is. If Taxi Driver didn't do it, uh, the King of Comedy did. That is my favorite Robert De Niro performance as, as Rupert Pupkin as the King of Comedy. And then you get the Untouchables, Midnight Run. He's absolutely incredible, incredible, incredible. I love Robert De Niro. I wish I could have put him higher, but it's just these other guys just edge him out for me in terms of uh, acting ability. I think Robert De Niro, if we're going to say Tom Cruise is very, I mean, not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks is very one note. Robert De Niro is kind of, I don't want to say he's one note, but he plays a lot of the similar roles. Yeah, I, I push back on that is Robert De Niro showed that he can do drama and he can do comedy when, it, when he got to the newer age doing he did. Meet the Parents slash Meet the Fockers. And he has a lot of stinkers uh, too, though. That's another thing. That's also that's also true, but like that's the the age old debate when it comes to De Niro and Pacino. Which one would you put over the oh, other? Oh, I, I go De Niro over Pacino and, and every I think day it's of the an, week. I think it's De Niro because of like what we're saying with what he could do throughout the longevity. You know, he had some of those big runs like you're talking about, and then, you, you can't know, beat those runs, man. Like you can't beat those runs. You got you get into the '90s too, and you got Goodfellas, Cape Fear, and then two years after that, A Bronx Tale. Yeah, Heat the year after that, and Casino in the same year. You yeah, know, Heat and Casino Jackie were Brown. in the same year. And oh my gosh, his performance in Jackie Brown. People thought he was going to be a killer with Tarantino. Then he just subverts the whole thing and is this stoner. It's an incredible, incredible performance in Jackie Brown. But you're absolutely right. I'm talking about the first two runs, but you're right. You look at the 90s and you look at going from uh, Goodfellas to Cape Fear to Bronx Tale, but then you have Casino and Heat in the same year, and then you do Jackie Brown, and I think the last great De Niro movie is in 
last great De Niro movie as a lead is in 1998 with Ronan, where he plays Assassin Sam. I was like, Ronan is fucking incredible. Yeah, I was like, you go after Jackie Brown, then you have Ronan. So it's just like his 90s was all the way through, and then you get to uh, that's the last to, great movie, to, and then it's what then you, you go love, to the 2000s, meet the parents, meet the parents um, and then you know he does he he shows up in a lot of different things. Like I feel like. Uh, his role in Stardust is just super interesting in 2007. It's a bad movie, but like playing, playing Captain Shakespeare is just, a, a, it's interesting to see if you've never seen that movie. He played a role where I was like, did, I can't believe Robert De Niro was in that movie. He was in a kid's movie. Wait, what? what? Oh, man. Shark Tale, right? Um, but he was in Shark Tale. He was in Shark Tale, but I thought he was in another kid's movie, man. Oh man, this is gonna. Oh, he was in the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. He was the villain. Oh, yeah. Crazy, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I said, Ronan was his last great role. <laughs> um, and man. you know, but then like you get to his stuff later on. You know, he ends up being the Joker, pretty much re- reprising his King of Comedy. Well, no, he's character. playing. He's playing. With, he's playing the opposite. Yeah, he's playing if his King of Comedy character was successful. Yeah, which, which is I think crazy. is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um. You know, uh, he also ended up doing the the intern, which a lot of people really enjoyed. Uh, but his next big thing is going to be in uh, the untitled David O. Russell movie with uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Margot Robbie, Christian Bale, and and John David Washington. Yeah, like listen, look know, at this cast: Margot Robbie, Anya Taylor Joy, Christian Bale, Zoe Saldana, Robert De Niro, Rami Malek, Timothy Oliphant, Michael Shannon, Chris Rock, John David Washington, and Mike Myers. What the hell? That's a yeah, movie. That's crazy. That's like, crazy. So De Niro's four. He's incredible, man. He is incredible. Actually, oh, man. Am I about to make a, a last second change? No, I'm staying true to my... Conv- mm, mm. Am I going to value talent over hits? Because De Niro has more hits than this guy. And I love De Niro. Oh, man. All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Daniel Day-Lewis has to be in top five. So I'm you're going to put him at I'm switching. I'm switching Daniel Day-Lewis and, and De Niro. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, we've talked about Daniel Day-Lewis last week. Let me just talk about why I think Daniel Day-Lewis has to be top five and why I think it's possible for him to be two. Daniel Day-Lewis is the best, is, is in terms of acting, one of the best, like his ability to act is the way he transforms into a character. No one does it quite like him. The th- problem is he doesn't have as many hits as some of these other guys. But when you look at There Will Be Blood, Last of the Mohicans, Lincoln, Gangs of Gangs of New York in my left foot, it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. And Daniel Day-Lewis is absolutely amazing. My only reason why I'm moving him from two to four and switching to Nero is because he doesn't have as many hits and our qualifications involve how many hits you have. Yeah, the thing about that, and, you know, where I put Daniel Day-Lewis as far back as I did is that he does have the hits, but, like, when we talk about a guy like De Niro, it's those runs, like, you know, yeah. to have to span multiple decades where you have four to five movies that are, like, all time. Yeah. So, and where Daniel Day-Lewis, like, selects his roles carefully. And I don't think that's, but that's why I still think he has to be top five but I just don't think he can be three, two, or one. I think he, he yeah. I think four is the perfect position for him because you have to give credit for the, um, the way he dives into in a character and really goes character acting style. He, like, Joaquin Phoenix wants to be him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I got Daniel Day at four. 
and uh, De Niro at two. So who you got at three? So you have De Niro at two. Yeah, I got De Niro at two. All right. I, I had to because I love De Niro. I love De Niro. I got De Niro at two. My three yeah. is staying at three. Okay, well, um, my three is Denzel. All right, all right. Disrespectful, but I, I must save my thoughts on, the, on my guy Denzel for a little bit. Go ahead. Um, you know, my thing with Denzel is he has a, a big span of films, um, but as when it comes to like comparing him to Nero, which I also have it too, is that De Niro has those runs. And I feel like Denzel just hasn't had those yet because as of recently, he's had some movies that just didn't follow through, but you know, he starts off real strong. Uh, to me, it all starts with glory. And I don't really know much about the movies before that, but uh, you know, getting to glory and then the Malcolm X much ado about nothing. Philadelphia, you know, that's a, that's a run right there. Then I feel like, your next run for him goes to remember the Titans training day, um, man on fire, Manchurian candidate, deja vu, American gangster. And then, you know, then it gets to the more normal, uh, the more recent stuff. And that's where I feel like it's kind of petered off. Like, you know, taking pound one, two, three, uh, was a good movie. Um, but like, I didn't really care for flight. I didn't really care for the equalizer movies. So like Jay Roman or Jay Roman J Israel Esquire, I think you got like a lot of accolades for that, but I didn't really care to see that. And then Fences, I guess, was a good movie that he was in. But so like that's that's all my Denzel. That's where it is for for me with Denzel is that it as what as he's coming to it right now, I feel like he's he needs that next big jump to get him into the the top two. But he's one hundred percent a top three actor all time. All right, so for me, I got at number three, I got Leo. I got the boy, Leo. I think Leo is at, I think Leo, when it's all said and done, can take the spot of De Niro, in my opinion, and become two. Leo is incredible. He's, uh, when you look at his hits, you go Inception, The Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, Titanic. Those to me are his best movies. And then you have The Revenant, which he won the Oscar for, which I think he should have won it for other stuff. When you look at Leo's runs, um, you can you can start with Romeo and Juliet. His role actually you can start with Basketball start Diaries with, and yeah. then go Basketball Diaries to Romeo and Juliet to Titanic and, and then gotta, Man with the you Iron Mask. Even Gilbert Grape because true the accolades you got for that. So true, true, true. And then his next run, you go Gangs of New York, Catch Me If You Can, Aviator, Departed, Blood Diamond. To me, Blood wasn't Diamond. good. It was a hype. Oh, come on. So I'm gonna say those four, but then you get Shutter Island, Inception. That's a good two movie run with Revolutionary Road. And then you go Django, which is, I think this is his best run. When you go Django, Gatsby, Wolf of Wall Street, The Revenant. So, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great, great run. And no, he's the man. He's the best actor of our generation, the new age. Uh, it's, it's him and then everybody else. And I, 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 I couldn't put him at two quite yet. He's three for me. And I just love Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, so, so two, we both have De Niro. De Niro. And I'm guessing at one, you have DiCaprio. And at one, I yeah. have Denzel. Yeah. So what I'll say about Leo is that um, I feel like where he's at, there hasn't been too much drop, drop off. Like, you know, there are the movies that aren't necessarily 
the biggest gangbusters. But I mean, you know, take a movie like Django Unchained. He's not even the lead role in that, but he steals the show. It's just one of those things where like whenever he's on screen, you believe it. That's a fact. So it's, you know, whether it's being Jordan Belfort or being the heartthrob as he was when he was younger or, you know, doing what he did even when he was even younger than Titanic. I mean, it's just like everything that he's been able to do, he's been pretty immersed in the role and you always believe him when he's on screen. And it hasn't just been a, a role that he's been at that it's just like, oh, that was, was just a bad role. Like you, nothing redeemable about it. Like there may be movies, but I don't think at the end of the day that it was Leo who made those movies what they were. I'm not mad at that take at all. Lo- I love me some DiCaprio. Now it's time to get into why Denzel Washington to me is the best actor of all time. I'm with you, but you started glory, but then you go from glory to Mo better blues, which is incredible. You see him as ricochet with a young cop. Incredible movies. Not great, but Denzel is great. And that's the thing. And then you get Malcolm X. So that's a great four run movie. And then from Malcolm X, you go Pelican brief, Philadelphia, solid, solid run of glory. Mo better blues, ricochet, Malcolm X, uh, Pelican Brief, Philadelphia. So that's run number one. Let's go to run number two, which I'll start at. I know a lot of people like Crimson Time and Virtuosity. Those aren't necessarily for me. I'm going to start the next run at He Got Game. You go He Got Game, The Siege, The Hurricane, Remember the Titans, Training Day, John Q, Antoine Fisher, Man on Fire. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop it right there because out of time. So that's that's run number two. Antoine Fisher, John Q, Training Day, Remember the Titan, The Hurricane, The Bone Collector, and He Got Game. That's a six-movie run, which is incredible. All different performances, all great performances, and just great acting. The next run is then Inside Man, Deja Vu, American Gangster. The, I'll put the great debaters in there because he was great in that. And then Take Him Pelham, one, two, three. That is the next run. And then I'll say the final run is The Flight, Two Guns, The Equalizer, and Magnificent Seven, and Fences. That is the run of the blockbuster. The movies may not be that great, but the thing is, because Denzel is in it, he elevates it. And his acting, you always believe it's him. And when you look at my, the reason why I have Denzel number one, when you look at, you take Leo's best performance, which some would say is Wolf of Wall Street. You take De Niro's best performance, which some would say is, I guess you'd say Taxi Driver. I'd say maybe Raging Bull, just because he's a little older and he's asked to do a little bit more than that. When you look at Denzel's best role, you take Malcolm X. The thing is, he played three different versions of the same character, which required three different acting styles. He played Detroit Red, which was a drug dealer. He plays Malcolm X, which is this revolutionary a uh, guy who anti-white, really into uh, the, the black uh, nation of Islam. But then he gets saved and finds out what real Islam is. And then we get the guy who's this peacemaker, which are three different roles all in one role. And then you pair that with training day. I'll take those those acting performances over anyone's acting performances. And the fact is when you hear him talk and you hear him say King Kong ain't got shit on me, you believe it. You get goosebumps every fucking time. What Denzel Washington does on the screen, very few have done. The only ones who have done it are Leo, in my opinion, Daniel Day-Lewis and De Niro. And De Niro. But the way that Denzel does it is bar none the best one of all time. And the fact is he can do it on the stage as well. And that's why I, I say the last run is 
flight, two guns, the equalizer, Magnificent Seven, it ended with Fences because Fences is great, and he won a Tony for the play of Fences as well. So shout out to Denzel. That's my number one. Let's give our top five again, Schubert. Go ahead. You start off with number five and give your top five. Uh, Christian Bale, uh, Pacino, Denzel, De Niro, and Leo. For me, I go Pacino, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, Leo, De Niro, Denzel. Solid. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you know our fours down. It's it's those one namers, you know. Like you say Pacino, and you know exactly. You know Denzel. I mean, you know exactly what what that's all about. Leo, Leo DiCaprio. I mean, like he and De Niro as well. So I mean, it's just like those those are the names. I almost want to like think about some of the roles that I you know you say his most iconic is Wolf of Wall Street. Gotta be Leo's gotta be probably so because like a lot of the stuff that he does that's really great is more so like in a near nearly a supporting role. and the I only mean, knock like, i give leo is this if you look at inception the departed body of lies he's just himself like in some of his bigger movies he's just playing that leo personality that's why i say wolf of wall street is his best because that's when we see him dive into it again and give us someone like that's not him same thing with the revenant the, as Same much as Revenant, like yeah. as much as like I'm, I I think he should have won for Wolf of Wall Street. I understand why he won for the Revenant because he is one hundred percent someone else, and that's why his later run with um, Django and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are so good. Is because he's diving back into that. Okay, I'm gonna be someone else again. I'm not gonna be this Leo persona. That's why Devil in the White City and these these next upcoming movies are huge for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like in that early stretch too, before Departed, where he's done like Catch Me If You Can and Gangs in New York. Great he was run. Also the, the run of Gangs run in New too. York to Catch Me If You Can, Aviator well, that one Departed. Year. That's that's an incredible, incre- like Gangs in New York, Catch Me If You Can one year. Then you go Aviator, Departed. I'm not counting Blood Diamond. So that's a four movie run that I'd put up against anybody. And then another. And then Blood the Diamond one. is like what I consider is like his like blockbuster movie that he does. But like, you know, a lot of people rate it super high. I they love do. Blood Diamond. I think Blood Diamond is a great movie. <laughs> but that like, next run, though, is incredible. When you go Django, even though people say they hate on Gatsby, Leo was great in Gatsby. Well, he was Gatsby. Like, exactly. He, he became Gatsby. Like, that was the thing. And that, in Django, like, Gatsby, Wolf of Wall Street, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's a fucking great run, man. That's a great run. Yeah, it is. Um, like, to yeah. me, the, the, those two runs plus the Denzel run... Of that I said of uh he got game, bone collector, hurricane, remember the Titans training day, John Q, Antoine Fisher, and then the uh Mo Better Blues, Ricochet, Malcolm X run. Those two, oh what I you gotta count the uh the man on fire Manchurian candidate inside man deja vu American gangster run. Those runs plus the Leo runs and then the Robert De Niro runs are the best runs of all time. Like when you when you say Robert, that's why I had to move Robert De Niro to two, because when you say the run of this, this run is impeccable. Mean Street's Godfather taxi driver. But then you got Deer Hunter, Raging Bull, True Confessions, King of Comedy, Once Upon a Time in America. But then you finish it off with Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Bronx Tale, Casino Heat. Nah, bro. At an early iteration of my list, I had him at one. I'm not mad at that. Like, De Niro is just incredible. But I, I, li- I like that we both have him at two, and then we go with our... And I like that our ones and threes 
are similar because that just shows that those are our top three actors. We, we feel that those are the three best, no matter yeah. where you put them. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think, we, and I, and we, both, honest, yeah, we I, both have Pacino at four, so I think those three are all interchangeable. No, I got Pacino at five because I got DDL oh, at four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think those top three are interchangeable. They are. I mean, they really are. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people discredit De Niro as one of the actors that you put up here on the top because of maybe not knowing a lot of that older stuff that he's done. That older shit is incredible, man. Incredible. But it's wild. But All that stuff he did. Great, great list. I guess we're going to start our actress list next week, which is a lot harder. I've been having to prepare, but I'm, I'm almost ready. I'll be ready for next week. Yeah, it's going to be some work. Yeah, it's definitely going to be some work. But that's all we got this week, Shuby. All right. Uh, so, again, we'll remind you on Saturday, make sure you tune in to Twitch, uh, Domo, and Nola Pell's it's Reddit. Domo, it's Domo. Domo Gary taking on Nola Domo Pell's Gary. Reddit, a.k.a. Luis, Saturday, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. West Coast. Check that out live, twitch.tv slash bros who think. A lot of good content's out on the network right now. If you haven't checked out the most recent episode of the Bros Who Think podcast, do it. The latest episode of Anime Talk, do it. And then next Tuesday, the Never Less Than Ill podcast drops. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to wherever you get the audio. We're just going, man. We're working. We got a lot of good stuff coming. And the next Run It Back will be out soon. We, we just have to get this pitch it episode done. Yeah, and then, then we're going to start working on it. And we've confirmed that that's going to be Step Brothers. Yep, it's confirmed. Step Brothers is the next Run It Back. So there you go. I wanted it to be dodgeball, but you know. No, well, I wanted it to be Harold and Kumar. So, you know. <laughs> We're going to do one for us. Well, you know how it is. We give the fans what they want once, and then we choose one for us. For sure. But, you know, I, I doubt we get into the comedy next. We'll probably do something uh, different. Yeah, probably depending on how, how we feel after Step Brothers. Might be a almost, De Niro film. That's what I was about to say. In like lieu of this list, I almost want to choose like a De Niro, DiCaprio, or Denzel film. Mike, and if we do choose Denzel, I'm gonna choose an early one, like one of those yeah, like, like one that I definitely blues. haven't seen. Like, yeah, I, like I was looking at it. Uh, like I've never seen the Pelican Brief. I've never seen the Siege or the Bone Collector or you the see John Q. Never seen John Q. If we did Denzel, we're either doing Mo Better Blues or John Q. If we do De Niro, it's definitely Kings of Comedy because you haven't seen that in like that movie's incredible. And or if we do Leo, I don't know which one we do if we did Leo, man. If we did if we did Leo, I think we should probably do uh Catch Me If You Can, or we could Ooh. do Gangs in Gangs in New York to mix Leo and Daniel Day. Ooh, I like that. Um, well, we'll talk to Ian, decide what he see what he thinks. Yeah. Because he's been really picky lately. Ian's been real picky with his content. Yeah, he's been he's hating on that new season of Solar. Uh, <laughs> he's opposite, been hating so. on everything, man. He started hating on Black Klansmen. Tell, tell us in the Discord if how you feel about Solar Opposites. Because that's a know, fact. We're gonna have to see how that how that turns out because we were we were high on that show season one. Yeah. yeah. Not letting Ian get us down. <laughs> Shout out to you, Ian. Well, he might be you. right. He might be. He might that's be right. true. That's I've true. only seen the first two episodes and I couldn't there was one episode where like they teased like they were going to get back into the people in the wall, but then they didn't really get back to the people in the oh. wall. And like, they did all the bullshit with aliens. I'm like the people in the wall is the most interesting important. part of the yeah. show. Like, clowning. But you know, Shuby. All right, brother. That's, that's all we got this week, man. All right. Well, um, everyone definitely check out what's been going on with the network. Keep and, uh, saying finish up. Yeah. <laughs> saying to finish up now. Um, but I hope everyone out there has a great week and as always keep binging.